I am a father to two beautiful little baby girls. And Bobby and Lashley threatened my very well-being. I had to make that deal. I had no choice. And that was the opening to Monday Night Raw. Really good segment. Drew came out, talked about how he lost his championship and he's been carrying the WWE title on his back during the whole pandemic and with no fans there. And he said he's he didn't work that hard to get cut off at the finish line. That's why he will be getting his title back and he will be at main eventing WrestleMania. So really good direction there. Hope that's what happens. He, he also mentioned that him and Sheamus would be having a one-on-one match tonight and how it's going to be a war. And as soon as you heard that, it was just like, okay, they like hopefully they give these two a lot of time because they fucking work great with everybody, and you know they're gonna work good together. Because uh, usually when you're like good friends, you work even better against each other. Because you want your opponent to look as good as possible, and the better your opponent looks, the better you look. That's why the Rock and Austin always said the reason why their feud was so good is because there was no jealousy involved. They knew. You're only as good as your opponent, and if you, you know, the better your opponent is, the better you look if you win. And Miz was trying to, as you can hear there, Miz is trying to get Drew to sympathize with him and lie and say that it wasn't, he didn't, he didn't make the plan and that Bobby Lashley forced him into it. Whether that's the case or not, obviously Miz took advantage of it. Drew was too smart to fall for it. And MVP pretty much came out at the end of that to be like, Drew, I hope you're not falling for that. Drew's like, you know me too well to, to, you know, you know me too well. You know I wouldn't fall for that bullshit. And then MVP just turns his attention to Miz and tells Miz that yet again he has an out. Just about under an hour before he has to defend his WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. Because just like last week, he has set the time for 9 p.m. <laughs> Then the opening match was Drew McIntyre against Sheamus. Incredible match. They were given a lot of time, which was really cool. About 30 minutes, give or take. Uh, two, they went through two commercial breaks. Very hard-hitting. The physicality was was perfect. You know, they say you can always hit your, hit your best friend the hardest when it comes to the wrestling business because they understand and you just want to make each other look good and make the match look as, as fucking badass as possible. It was cool when they were even using each other's moves to put the other one away. Like Drew used the uh, white noise off the second turnbuckle, second rope. Sheamus kicked out of that. Uh, Sheamus used Drew's Alabama slam. Drew kicked out of that. The ending was, was executed perfectly. It was such a genius ending. Sheamus was going in the corner from his corner to run for the bro kick. Drew was ran, ran for the claymore. It was like both guys trying to pull the trigger, but, you know, Drew hit it quicker and... Hit the Claymore for the win. After the match, you could see both guys, even though, you know, the feud was very heated because of Sheamus's turn, they kind of still looked at each other after the war they went through with a bit of, you know, with that look of respect. So I thought it was very well done. Curious to see how they'll book these guys together from here. But uh, either way, great match. If you didn't see it or just saw highlights, it's one of the, I, I put it as a match of the year candidate. So far, it's been the match of the night. I have a feeling it's going to possibly be the match of the week. Sadly, Naomi lost to Nia Jax in a really short match. What else was annoying as fuck is Nia using Raquel Gonzalez from NXT's one-handed powerbomb finisher that she does to kind of be like Diesel-like. 
it just makes no fucking sense. Like, use your fucking dumbass leg drop or one of your other moves. Like, it, she did it to Dana Brooke once because Dana <laughs> botched a, a Hearn Conrana attempt. So, I, I mean, I, I understood it then, but she should not be using it as a finisher right now. Uh, hopefully, this leads to Raquel beating her on Wednesday with, like, getting the win for her and Dakota when they face Shayna and Nia for the tag team titles. And then Nia stops using it. Because otherwise, it makes no fucking sense. And then it was time for Miz to defend the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley made his way to the ring. He's there with MVP. You're waiting, waiting. When's the theme song going to happen? Finally, Miz's theme song plays. No Miz. It's got to the point where MVP is like, you know, asking the ref, like, what's going on here? And they go backstage and. You knew something fishy was up. Miz is holding his stomach like he's got cramps or food poisoning. Then it turns out the doctor, he said the doctor said that it was he was under a lot of stress due to this match with Bobby Lashley and the threats Bob made. And Morrison's checking on him and you got uh, Adam Pierce over there being like, you know, like this is ridiculous. It gets to the point where Bobby Lashley runs backstage, grabs Miz by the throat, throws him down and... Adam Pierce decides that, hey, I don't care if I got to carry you out there. You'll, this title match is going to happen, but it's going to happen at 10 p.m. now. And then it's like every time this happens now, it's kind of entertaining because, you know, Bob's eventually going to take that title. But like you're kind of just like, when's it finally going to happen? And what, what excuse is Miz going to come up with the next? Uh, I'll be back shortly as it's two minutes to 10. So let's see what's going to happen here. Then we had Jans Froman come out whining and bitching. His complaints didn't even make any sense. Like, he had a chance to be in the WWE title match this week. He, he got dominated by Lashley, and then he looked like a punk after the match, too, and Lashley threw him around in the hurt lock. So he's complaining that he wasn't in the chamber because he, th he wasn't a WWE champion. And he's complaining about that when that was the, <laughs> the whole point of the, the chamber match, and he's only been a universal champ. He's complaining that he's not in the title picture when he had a chance last week and freaking lost to Bob. And then he's annoyed that he got suspended for headbutting Adam Pierce. When you big idiot, Adam Pierce is a WWE official, so obviously if you put your hands on one of the officials, you're, there's going to be some kind of punishment. Hence the suspension. Then you had uh, Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce come out to pretty much tell Braun, like, hey, we aren't out to get you. And Shane's like, in fact... You know, we need to put you to work. Like that's why you're booked in a match tonight. You're gonna, you're, you know, you're gonna be in a tag team match tonight. You're gonna have a partner, someone who you have differences with. Because I'm <laughs> Shane said he's been taking classes to like help uh, consult better and manage business better. So you know, Braun's kind of just like not having any of that. And Shane takes a little jab about Braun being stupid because of the courses that Shane's taking. Then it's above Braun's intelligence level. <laughs> and then each time it's like Braun kind of just, you know, comes at him and shows like, calm down, calm down. They make it just, Braun just looks like a big dummy. And if he's really a monster, he would have destroyed him like right after that, that joke. Either way, this led to it being announced that Adam Pierce was going to be his tag team partner when they took on the tag team champions from the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. This match is really intriguing. I was thinking, this could go many ways. There's not many, like, tag teams to really go against the Hurt Business, so maybe, you know, they strap Braun with another tag team partner 
who, you know, doesn't really wrestle much. And then eventually, like, somehow Shane's in their corner and it leads to, like, them turning on him. Or Shane turning on him. But instead, they, it was even better than I expected. They had it where Braun had Shelton and Benjamin beat because he did his Braun power slam. But then Shane kept jumped on the apron. That's when you know, okay, Shane doesn't want him to be victorious. He is fucking with him. And he's bugging him like, yo, tagging Adam Pierce. Let him get the pin. Let him get the pin. And his, Pierce gets tagged in. And of course, you knew it was coming. Shelton rolls him into a small package. Gets the one, two, three. And the tag team champions retain. Braun looks like an even bigger dope. <laughs> Shane's pretending to be frustrated and Adam Pierce is scared because he's thinking Braun's going to beat him up. Thought that was really well done. Damian Priest with Bad Bunny in his corner took on Elias with Riker in his corner. This was a really good back and forth match. Got a good, got two segments. It wasn't like rushed, which I like. Seemed to be giving people a lot of time these days on Raw. Fuck, it's, you know, last week was a great show. Probably one of the best Raws in ages. Like they said on the Busted Open podcast with Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray when they covered it last week. And now this Raw is just really good too. The stories and the the matches are getting like great times. Nothing is rushed like it usually feels just to get in like segments that don't matter as much. So right now, Damian Priest is on the slow build. But you could tell it's going to lead to a big time WrestleMania match where he teams up with Bad Bunny to take on the Miz and Morrison most likely and that's going to put him in a great spot he's already and I'm loving Damien Priest as a face like he's got that whole vibe of his idol Razor Ramon and even when he comes out of the ring comes to the ring like I said he's kind of got that like he's walking the Razor's Edge thing he does that kind of walk that Razor did and he's got the vest too except for his is leather to fit his whole rock star gimmick well, actually it's not even a gimmick it's rock star lifestyle this match, great back and forth. There was even a few times where I thought, oh shit, Elias might pull out the win due to Riker's interference, and then they'll have a little mini feud until the Mania setup. But no, Priest got his big win. Fucking great match, great ending. Uh, so far, I'm just really enjoying Raw. We've had two really solid matches. Obviously, Drew versus Sheamus was, was fucking main event quality. And, you know, this match was a, a proper mid-card match, given just the right amount of time, too. Really interesting backstage segment with Randy Orton talking about how Alexa Bliss has got to him and he doesn't really realize why he was puking up last week and choking on this black liquid, kind of like Venom in the Venom movies. And then before he, they could get too in-depth with it, Alexa Bliss shows up on the screen beside him and she says she's pretty much away, not, not praying, uh, kind of, I guess, casting a spell for him to return. She's, she's asking for the fiend to return. Then you see this figure with a hoodie on coming towards the screen. But then you kind of notice that it's like the figure isn't as big as, as uh, sorry, as Bray. And it's not as small as Alexa. And then the hoodie comes off and it's, it's like Randy Orton. So Orton's looking at the screen as like a different, you know, devilish image of himself is talking to him, telling him that he's going to pay for everything that he's done. And all his sins, he's going to suffer for all the sins and the things he's done in his past. And Orton's kind of just, you know, tripping out by this. And then it leads to him, like, having, like, breathing issues again. He's all choked up and he kind of just goes off to the side and you can just hear him, I guess, throw up again. They didn't want to do the black thing again, so they made it like he just, like, you know, threw off on the side. 
This is obviously got to be leading to the Fiend returning. Hopefully this is done at fast lane. Gives the, you know, because they, the build to the Orton versus Bray, or I should say the Fiend at WrestleMania has been great. Even though it's just been Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss going back and forth. But I think the perfect time to incorporate the Fiend into it would be at least at Fastlane. And then you got another two, three weeks till Mania. Unless they decide to do what they've done in the past with characters like The Undertaker. And the feud will just kind of be built up this way. And then the big return is at Mania where you're waiting to see, you know, Wardens of the Ring and the, the new version of the Fiend comes out. So... I mean, I'm not opposed to this because the build's been good. So, whatever they decide, I, I, you could just tell they have something huge planned. It hit 10 p.m. and it was time for the big WWE title match. And you just knew something was up. Miz came to the ring first. He tried to weasel his way out of it by, you know, on the mic. But, you know, Lashley and MVP weren't having it. <laughs> the bell rings. And this has never been done before, but it's, it just makes perfect sense because it's something that The Miz would do. The Miz runs outside, grabs the WWE Championship, and runs to the back. He gets counted out. Like, that's it. <laughs> and like Shane said later backstage, technically, Lashley got his title shot because it was a title match. And he was the, the winner, even though it was by countout. So, very well done. They're making it hilarious on Miz is doing every little weaselly trick to get out of defending the title and trying to hold on to his WWE Championship longer and showing that you can't really trust him when you make a deal with him. It just perfect build. Like, one of the best heels ever. Like, anything The Miz does is, is usually gold. And, and just Bob and MVP playing their roles perfectly, the frustration, just the, the look in Lashley's eyes. He's just dying to kill him. And they're kind of building it up to where the match is still going to happen tonight. I think if... If there's DQs, if someone could still get DQ'd in the match, I think Miz is going to pull off a DQ loss. So Bob will win again, and then it'll be turned into some kind of no DQ match, no countout, or you know, no holes barred match, I should say, at Fastlane, which, which I'm cool with. Or it'll end if the match is like no countout, no DQ tonight, then you know the show's going to end with, with Bobby Lashley finally as the WWE champion. Uh, I. It'd be cool to see it tonight, but yeah, I think it makes more sense to do it tonight because the DQ thing would just be too much, but I know if they do go that route, Miz will make it so fucking hilarious that I'll just be like, I won't even be mad about it. Anyway, now it's we're getting to the Queen. She is in the ring battling Shayna Baszler. We'll be covering that shortly. Uh, the only annoying thing of the show today, surprisingly, was Charlotte. I'm a huge Charlotte fan. She came out, cut a promo. She wants a match with Asuka at WrestleMania for the women's title. Asuka obviously is not here tonight because last week she took a kick in the face from Shayna that knocked her front teeth out. So understandably, she's not here. But the stupid part is, it's like, so Shayna and Nia, sorry, yeah, Shayna and Nia come out for Shayna's match against the Queen. It's, well, Queen against Queen of Spades. And then it, it ends up with Charlotte taking a beatdown from both. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe this match is not going to happen because of that. She takes a beat down. They come back from commercial break. And then somehow, after a little back and forth, and even Charlotte manages to, to which I enjoyed this one part, knock Nye into the ring post on the outside. She comes back in the ring. Shane is going for the Kirifuda clutch. Charlotte manages to get out of it pretty easily and then hit her natural selection. 
also easily to get the win. Shayna, legit MMA badass, former NXT, two-time NXT Women's Champion, one of the longest reigning NXT Women's Champions, I believe second behind Asuka, and current two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, look loses like that. It doesn't matter how good Charlotte is, even if she was arguably the best. Horrible booking. They've <laughs> used Shayna terribly, other than one chamber win she had last year, and that was against a bunch of mid-card women. And then she ended up just losing to Becky at WrestleMania. So, just terrible. Some people just need to just go back to NXT. Like, look how good, how, what it did for Finn Balor. Fucking, he's on the best run of his whole tenure in the WWE slash NXT. And he's the current NXT champion. Having killer matches on a great winning streak. He's lost a few, but, you know, he has a good amount of wins and great storylines. I think... Some people just better fitted for NXT because, you know, Vince and the, the writers for, like, Raw just don't know what they're doing. Shayna deserves way better than that. Fucking, even if you're going to give Charlotte the win, give them, you know, good two segments or let Shayna at least get a win on her two. It just makes no sense to just job her out. Then the victory means nothing. Just such bullshit. The next match was a six-man with Retribution taking on U.S. champion Matt Riddle and the Lucha House Party. Riddle and the house party won the match pretty quick. Ali berates his group as usual. Then it turns into him challenging Riddle to a one-on-one match. The really stupid part about this is the group still helps him out. Ali ends up, does a cool move, backflip up, move off the top rope. And he ends up pinning Riddle. Riddle's only been champion now for, what, I believe eight days and they've already had him pinned like just stupid fucking booking what should have happened what made more sense is if riddle beat him too and then ollie kind of let down the group so they can be like you know you're berating us for our losses and then they could take it a different direction there but instead they beat riddle and then now what is ollie gonna get the u.s title like just none of this makes sense even though drew and sheamus was the best match of the night could even be the best match of the week. The best moment of the whole show is what we were waiting for. Miz did a great job of, you know, faking the stomach, eh? <laughs> running away, like I said earlier. But this was the big match. You know, Miz came out. There's no more weaseling your way out of it. Bobby Lashley was in the ring. The match was about to start. And then Shane McMahon's music hits. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Hope he doesn't try to screw Lashley out of this too, you know. And then he makes it a lumberjack match. And I'm thinking, ah, I hope, once you see the Lumberjacks, some of them did make sense, but I'm like, okay, let's just hope no one gets involved in this. They don't need, like, some bullshit fucking ending. We've had enough. Let's do this. And then, yeah, in a good, you know, it only need to be a short two, three minutes miss tried to get DQ'd, which makes no sense in a Lumberjack match. It hit Lashley with the belt, but he caught him. Lashley, uh... Hit a couple of his moves and then ended it off with a spine buster and then into the hurt lock. Miz taps out. What an incredible moment. Like, look, Lashley looks the best he's ever looked. Cool-ass ring gear, badass theme song, best group that he's... Best group in, to come in WWE or the wrestling world in a long damn time. And then on top of it, it's like he after 17 years, he's finally the WWE champion. Now I'm excited... Like, it wasn't as much last year, but he's on another level now. To think that Bob, we could get Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre in a WWE title match at WrestleMania, or even have slight chance that Brock Lesnar is in, uh, thrown into that and make it in a triple threat with three of the fucking 
biggest and baddest guys in the biz. Like, that's just crazy. Either way, I'm just happy to know that Lashley is the WWE champion. And not only that, like like I said, he'll be going to WrestleMania as the champion. Personally, I you know Drew's done great. I'd love to see him win the title eventually in front of the fans. Even if he does in Mania, I just... I You know, I almost want... Like, I kind of want Bob to retain at Mania. And if he doesn't, I want him to get the belt back again and become a two-time champion at some point this year. Because, I mean, glad he deserves the belt. Perfect timing. But I think he definitely deserves more than, like, a little over the, a month. Yeah, considering the way WrestleMania is. A little, like, a month and a week long title reign. Deserves way more than that. Miz did a great job in his short eight-day reign. Fucking... The least he can say he's a two-time WWE champion, cashed in his money in the bank twice successfully, and he's the only person to become a Grand Slam winner two times, is what they promoted last week. So yeah, great end to Raw. I really hope they give Lashley a championship celebration next week. It's going to be fucking badass. And then yeah, you know, have Drew or someone interrupt him there. And then I just can't wait to see where this goes and what the actual official main event for the Raw side and the WWE Championship will be. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed Raw. I'm sure most of you did. I've seen all the positive comments for Lashley winning the title. Like, what a great episode.